0: For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I am not Richard Garraway and he is not in the room with me. I am James Arthur, but I do have my good mate Richard Garraway on the phone all the way from Louisiana. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, mate. How are you doing?
0: I'm not too bad, I am missing you quite a lot. It's been a tumultuous couple of months for me because I missed you while I was away and Chris and now you're away and I don't really know what to do with myself.
1: I mean, I'd suggest you talk to your wife, but you probably don't want to do
0: that. Oh, she's pretty, but that's about it. (laughs) Today we will get into the newsroom as usual, take a look at the top rookie so far this season, Head over to a semi-new segment in Yeah You Heard Me and get over to Chris's Betting Corner and then we'll finish up with some upcoming games. It's the 18th podcast and, Richie, are you excited? Mate, I
1: could not be more excited. Been to a couple of games last weekend. One was great, one was terrible uh, and got a few more coming up this weekend. I can't wait.
0: All right, let's get over to the newsroom.
1: It's time to go into
0: the newsroom on the SEN NFL Podcast. Jamal Charles has torn his ACL in the 17-18 loss to the Chicago Bears. Cutler did lead them down the field for a late winning drive, but the real story in that game of nothings is Jamal Charles with an ACL tear. Richie, what's your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, season over if you ask me. Um Charles is there everything. Yep. Um, we all know I don't like Smith one little bit. I think he's a pretty ordinary quarterback. He doesn't get the ball down the field without the threat of a running game. It's all over. Let's yeah. box. Challenge Smith. He can't beat you. All done. Season done.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it was done either way, losing to Chicago. Uh, they're not a great team. They're just struggling. It'll, I think the Chiefs will be one of those teams that will finish the season pretty poorly. Get a good draft pick and you'll see them bounce back next year with a, a pretty easy schedule and a rebooted offense and defense. Uh, Cutler leading for the victory, two wins in a row for the Bears. Were we wrong about them? No. No, they're still no, pretty crappy?
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, good.
0: I'm the, glad you agree with me.
1: The, the transition on defense is still hurting. Them. They they still look really bad. Um yeah, just because they've got a couple of back-to-back wins in the last dying seconds of a game, um, yeah, oh, I still don't think they're very flash. They're in the bottom half of the league, for mine.
0: Yeah, spot on. Next game we have going is Matt Ryan survives a, a pretty terrible night to escape with a 19-25 overtime win. Alford returns a pick six after wide receiver Ryan Grant slipped on the route in overtime. Kirk Cousins a little bit unlucky in overtime there.
1: He was a bit, but I think I said last week, Washington, you know, their move is throwing that heartbreaking interception for the loss. Um, I didn't get it last week, but I got it this week instead. Um, you know, I was watching that with our good friend Sammy on the concourse um, before the Cowboys game on the Red Zone channel, and the, all the people who were watching that at the same time um, just went up and cheered as a divisional opponent went down. I thought Ryan looked pretty average on the day, um, but you yeah, know, the Falcons getting two picks. They'd only got something like three in their last 10 or 15 games or something. They get two in the one game. So, it looks like their team might actually be um, turning up a little bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, what what I like about the Falcons, uh, they may not be the best team in the NFL, but good teams find ways to win. Matt Ryan had a really average night. Freeman had another huge running game. Um, and Alford, you said, had both picks, including the pick six and overtime. They've really done done a great job bringing him in to work opposite Desmond Trufant at the cornerback position. They've got two solid guys there, a good running game, and a good quarter, a, a great quarterback. However, Julio Jones tweaked his hamstring, potentially won't play this week. How big a loss is that for them?
1: It'll be absolutely huge if he's out. But all reports here, um, and I mean, I'm going to that game on Thursday night. It's a short week um, against the Saints. But all reports are that he's going to play in that game. Yep. Um, And if if he's there, they should win pretty comfortably because whether it's 100% Julio Jones or 80% or even 50%, most of the defensive attention is going to be paid to him.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll free up the rest of them, keep that running game going. Um, And I think the Falcons will be just fine. Yeah, I made the joke last week about... All the Eagles needed to get going was a, da- a dose of that Saints' defense. Um, it'll be the same thing with the Falcons, I feel.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, though, when they didn't have Julio last year, they were terrible without him. I don't know if you're sitting 5-0 and going into a... It is a division game, but a pretty poor division team. I don't know if you want to risk hurting him anymore. So I think if it's close, they'll sit him. They'll only play him if he's fully if he's fully recovered.
1: I'd suit him up, put him out there, and if you get up a couple early... Get him out. Just sit him down.
0: Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, young quarterback Blake Bortles... Young quarterbacks Blake Bortles and Jameis Winston jeweled out in a thrilling game as your Bucks came out winners 38-31. You've got to be happy with that.
1: I am happy. I'm pretty surprised, too, I might add. <laughs> um, it wasn't... The best played game, but it was certainly entertaining. I didn't see a whole lot of it because we were, um, oh, I'll be honest, we we're just drinking, getting ready for the Cowboy game, um, and I was quite surprised. You know, they're going you know, backwards and forwards, but um, I think Blake Bortles is is definitely improving. I think the Jags aren't winning, but I think they're getting better. I mean, it sounds crazy, and um, for the Bucks, you know. Bit of a Doug Martin sighting. I think he went over a hundred yards with a couple of touchdowns. Um, yeah, and he's already gone for over four hundred yards. Um, he didn't get more than five hundred in either of the past two seasons. So it looks like he's returning to some form as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think as the O line's getting a little bit more comfortable, the Bucks' running game starting to, to to come through. Martin looks. Really good. And I hope he does recover because, as we all remember, his rookie season, he was outstanding. So hopefully he can get back to that form. And as for Blake Bortles, looked fantastic through four through four touchdowns. I, I thought he was superb, and I really hope he can start to improve into a really top-10 top quarterback because it's something the Jaguars need is, is just a bit of hope.
1: And I think it shows, and this is the great thing about the NFL, they're two ordinary football teams.
0: Oh, absolutely! There's no good
1: ways about it. They're two of the worst in the league, but it was a super entertaining game, and it was really good to watch. And that's what the NFL wants to see. Like the Red Zone Channel two weeks ago was awesome. It was awesome again this week. That's what the NFL wants: eyeballs on the screen. You don't have to be great teams; they just have to be great games. And that's what they're always trying to do. They want every team to go eight and eight every year.
0: Yeah. And speaking of great game games, Ty- Tyro Taylor had a passing touchdown rushing touchdown and a reception in a 14-13 win over the Titans. Another tough loss for the Titans now falling to one and three. Is Mario deciding to come back to earth a little bit?
1: I think we all just misjudged him from that week one. I don't yep. think he's any I don't think he's worse than that. You just don't get to play the Bucks D every week. Yeah. You know? I think he's still good and I think he's improving each week. Um, but playing quarterback in the NFL Steep learning curve, I think um, Mariota is discovering that, that. You know, you just don't get to play the Bucks every week.
0: No, they certainly don't. And it was it was a pretty entertaining game. But man, Buffalo are just not playing up to their potential. And now Tyrod Taylor has an injured ankle. Looks like Manuel's going to have to start the next game. That's a massive concern for them because he's not a very good quarterback.
1: No, all the talk here is that EJ Manuel will have to start. And if that's the case. Yeah, you know, I can just hear their season going down the gurgle up unless Taylor can get back quick because he saved the day. Now, he had three rushes for twenty plus yards. Um, you know, he's had five of those now this season. He's tied for most in the NFL for long runs um, as a QB. He's playing really well, and and we were, you know, praising Rex Ryan for starting him, and it's paid off for him. And you know, he gets dragged down on an illegal tackle mind you, it was yeah. a horse collar. Yep. And he could miss wheat.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a pretty sad case, but they probably shouldn't have traded Matt Cassell away if they were so worried about EJ Manuel. So not the smartest move on their behalf. But however, you've just got to roll with who you've got. Hopefully they have Lashawn McCoy back and that can help solidify their running game, but I'm not sure whether he'll return. So look, things are looking down in Buffalo. They've got a pretty good win record, so let's see how they go. Speaking of that, things not looking good, Matthew Stafford is benched after throwing three interceptions and the Cardinals rout them 42-17. to 17. An absolute bloodbath there. If you're a Detroit fan, you must be hating life right now.
1: Uh, you've been hating it for a while, I reckon.
0: They are the most disappointing team in the NFL. Yeah, without question.
1: Heaps of people had these guys
0: in the playoffs. Not me. I didn't. Because this is just no, what they do. neither. Detroit, just but, they have one good season, and then they just collapse. Matt Stafford's a serious problem. He has no confidence throwing the ball downfield. His accuracy has severely dropped, and he can't get the ball to Calvin Johnson, who is starting to age a little bit, as receivers do, and he oh, just no, see, too many turnovers.
1: Now nah, that drives me nuts. I was listening to um, ESPN on the drive um, from Dallas down to Lafayette. Yeah, where I'm staying tonight, and... People were just ringing up saying, oh, you know, Stafford's terrible and Calvin Johnson's just done.
0: No, he's not. He's not done,
1: but he... Of course he's not. You still have to have a quarterback. You ask Larry Johnson. I mean, sorry, ask Larry Fitzgerald what he thinks about needing a quarterback. Everyone thought Larry was done. He wasn't at all. He just had an odd, awful quarterback throwing it to him. They get him a competent one, and all of a sudden he looks like he's a good player again. Oh, he's having a resurgence. No, he's not. He never went away. Megatron's the same. Yeah, I'm I... telling you, he is the same player. He just has a quarterback with no confidence whatsoever.
0: Well, if if, if you're around. the Detroit GM 11. from here, what do you do? What what's your thoughts? Because you? you're going to bottom out this season. You're probably going to have a pretty 100%. low pick. Draft quarterback. Yep. So you you give up on Matt Stafford? Hundred percent. The offensive line's been terrible. They have no they have no running game. So and they they've yeah. put picks into the offensive line. They're just big and slow and can't get to the second level, unlike the Cardinals, who can run the ball. Like, Chris Johnson is back from the dead, and he's got Andre Allenton and David Johnson filling in as, you know, support roles. They look fantastic.
1: Yeah, and, and we know that's what it's about, but sometimes it takes a little bit as well. Remember during our off-season previews, we were talking about the Atlanta Falcons and how many draft picks they poured into the O-line, and I was laughing because none of them had come off, and I don't really like Atlanta. So... <laughs> I was enjoying that, but now it's starting to click. Yeah. They're running a slight they're running a slightly different si- system with a better offensive coordinator and that running game's starting to click because that line's coming together. That might still happen for the Lions. They keep pouring picks into the O-line and grab a quarterback this time around cuz they're going to be one of the top 2 picks. They're awful. Yeah. Take the best one who's there, whether it's the kid from Cal whose name's escaped to me or, or somebody else. Um take him and roll with it you know you don't have to pay that huge wage <laughs> that Stafford got paid you know those days are done the rookie wage scales in yeah and so, Stafford
0: they could probably trade Stafford for something i think they'd get something for him someone would think they can change him around
1: if i could get a third for him i'd do it i'd do it right now yeah absolutely
0: now speaking of terrible uh, the Cowboys get nothing going on offense <laughs> as Tom Brady and the Patriots dispatched them. The only shining light was how good... Now, you were there, Richard. How good did Greg Hardy look?
1: Uh, he looked awesome. And the people... Are, it, it was really funny. The people around our area, where I was sitting with, with our good friend, Samuela, it was it was... They were really torn. Like, there were... There was a family in front of us, with it was mum, dad, and three daughters. You know that season ticket holders at their seats every week, and you could just tell, (laughs) and even some things they said that they were really torn about it. But that being said, he is an excellent football player.
0: He is, and and he's not.
1: There's no two ways about
0: it. No, and he's not in the NFL for his for the way he treats women. He's there for the way he treats quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Now, there are a lot of people who have done terrible things. This is just my opinion of it. There's a lot of people who does terrible things. Justin, However, Justin Blackmon is on an indefinite suspension for smoking weed, whereas Greg Hardy can threaten his then-girlfriend with a gun, hold it in her mouth, threaten to kill her, and he has a four-game suspension in his back. the The contrast is just ridiculous to me. Someone smokes some pot and can never play again, However, Greg Hardy does this and he's back killing quarterbacks. I, I, I just I can't understand what the NFL's thinking.
1: The hardest one is the drug ones are in the collective bargaining agreement. So you, you can't appeal them. Yeah. You know, it, it, you get popped five times or whatever he got. Like, you know, he just kept getting popped for it. So they could keep imposing the penalties that they, they had collectively bargained. Penalties for these kinds of indiscretions were not collectively bargained. So when the commissioner tries to bring the hammer down, it can be challenged and successfully challenged. I don't, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how it is and why it's that way. Um, but the other thing, and I'm sure you notice this, because Greg Hardy was over there, it helped every other D lineman.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, the C line looked pretty good. Demarcus Lawrence looked outstanding from, from the other edge. He had a sack also. And the interior, Tyron Crawford, who has struggled the first four games because he's getting double teamed all the time. All of a sudden, they couldn't double team him anymore and he looked like a completely different player. The Cowboys' defense, in my opinion, played really well. Even though they gave up 30 points... They had no help from the offense. They were getting short... Patriots were getting short fields all the time. I thought they did an outstanding job, and it, it kind of gives me a bit of hope with McLean back and Hardy, and then you've got Sean Lee coming back from last season. Our defense could potentially be quite good, which may get us a couple of wins going down, the, coming down the track.
1: Yeah, and you, look, you mentioned um, Kline. I he was good as well. Where you're getting hurt is... Oh, it's, it's the one thing that the, the Patriots do so well. They Picks. find a... Yeah, they find a rule book, a law in the rule book, and, and exploit it.
0: I had they a big really argument played. with a Patriots fan about this, because I think yeah, I actually think they have to change the rule.
1: Yeah, I do too. You can't... The way they do it is... Like, they're really good at it. Like, they practice it. But when you're up high... Like, I was, I was up in the top section, uh, you know, around the 30, 40-yard line, looking straight down on that. They don't show up on TV like they show up when you're live and when you're there seeing it. They're constant. Every single play, some D-back is being picked.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's a cheap way to get away with it. Like There was one play on Edelman's long touchdown pass. Now, however, he broke a couple of touchdowns, so he shouldn't have got a touchdown on it. But yeah, he Am- tackle. Am- Amendola slants into uh, Corey White, the Dallas cornerback, covering Edelman. And sticks his hands up in the air like he's not doing anything. And then as yeah. the cornerback tries to go around him, he steps in front of him with his back to him and blocks him. You're not allowed to do that. And then Edelman gets no, 10 yards clear.
1: It looked like a basketball moving screen.
0: Exactly. You are not allowed to do it. And they need to do something with the rules because it's disgraceful how they get away with it. And It's just a Patriot thing. I had a Patriots, another same Patriots guy, had an argument with telling me that Greg Hardy's a disgrace and shouldn't be playing. And how's a Patriots fan to have a moral argument with someone the way they behave?
1: (laughs) Well, he needs to check out um, your team cheats. I think it's .org or something like that. Every single team in the NFL cheats, and they've all been caught doing something. Um, Nobody is innocent. No no one can be throwing rocks, especially the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I think they're terrible. Let's move on before I get even more upset about that game. Wait, uh, you don't want to
1: talk about Cassell starting this? Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. I have a note here. Brandon Whedon struggles, which is an understatement. Man, he sucks. <laughs> so they're going to Cassell, which that's I think is a good move.
1: You're excited about going to the uh, 34 and 38 record Cassell?
0: No, I'm not, I'm not excited about anything until I get my, my handsome Tony <laughs> Romo back. But that's a long way away, so we have to roll with what uh. we've got. At least Cassell yeah, might force the ball downfield.
1: Yeah, it was about halfway through the second quarter where our good mate Sammy just turns me and goes, ah, oh, let's just get drunk, which exactly yeah. what we proceeded to do.
0: Uh, after some of the messages I received from you, I figured you, weren't enjoying the, you were enjoying the game way too much to be sober. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Eli Manning throws a touchdown with 21 seconds left in the game to take it 30-27 over the 49ers. Kaepernick looked back to his old self and was playing really well. Do you think he's going to turn it around? A really good game to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, are the Giants sneaky good?
0: Yeah, I think they're sneaky playing crap teams.
1: Yeah, they're um deja vu all over again. I mean, they've... They've won three straight after going 0-2 for the second season in a row. Now last year they followed it up with seven losses after that, so they could go in the tank again. Um, But Eli looks I thought he looked good.
0: Yeah, he played really well, especially on that last drive. And Larry Donnell, the tight end who caught the winning touchdown. What a great catch to go up and get the football. Getting hit in traffic. It was an outstanding play. And the big game now comes Monday Night Football. You've got the Eagles versus the Giants, which we'll get into later, but that is just a really huge game in the, in the in the in the 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 division. It could decide who gets the division really this early in the season.
1: Well, it certainly opens it up, especially after Washington dropped a really good opportunity to beat a pretty good team. Um, yeah, that division's wide open. It is, it, except probably for the your Cowboys, but
0: they just need to know, get some players back and they might be okay, but the way it's going, uh, they just need them to keep beating each other in the division.
1: Yeah, and I feel I feel good about my losing record pick for this division after a couple of weeks. Um you know, I certainly didn't do it in the preseason, but I think now there's every chance the team that takes out the East is going to have a losing record.
0: Yeah, unless a team gets on a roll, which I feel like the Eagles or the Giants could potentially do, depending on who wins this game Monday night. Unless they get on a roll, I think you could potentially be right. Move on. Okay. Uh, Chris Harris's 74-yard pick six was the difference in a 16-10 win over the Raiders. Woodson gets his wish of picking off Peyton Manning. He got him twice. Carr looked pretty good other than that interception, and Manning struggles again, not scoring an offensive touchdown for the second time this year. Last time they didn't have an offensive touchdown in a game with Peyton Manning playing was 2003. They have two this season. Manning is struggling. Yeah,
1: he's struggling big time. And as you know, my picks last week, I put a lot of money on this game. I was sweating it out to the end. Um, what goes without saying is this defense is outstanding and it's the best in the league. I'm not going to carry on and you know, knight them as the greatest of all time or anything silly like that. Let's face it, it's only been five games, but they're playing really, really well, and it's covering up for a lot of warts on that offence.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's such a contrast from last season where the offence was so dominant. The defence was good last year, but it was nothing like this. But the offence was so great. The offence has just has gone into the toilet. They don't, they have no running game. Peyton Manning is completely struggling to throw the ball downfield i uh, i'd like I think they're a good team and they're five and so they're obviously a good team, but I can't see them beating really good teams in the playoffs with the offense playing like this
1: yeah and, and and just pushing over the raiders really quick if if they'd won that, you'd almost kind of have to start taking them a little seriously, you know they'd be three and two running the other way around um as we've been saying all year they've got a couple of exciting pieces um but that's the kind of loss that can really derail you over the next few weeks. Um, and if they want to have any shake in that division, you can't drop games like that to a division opponent.
0: No, it's especially after last week, the loss, losing to Chicago, which they, they shouldn't have lost. Then they come in, play really well in this game, but still don't get the W. At some point, it's going to start to eat away at the team's morale, and they'll probably start... Fall apart. I hope they don't because I, I really like Brand. I, I, I really like Derek Carr. I think he's great. I think Cooper's a freak. I think they've got a lot of hope there. So I hope they can finish the season strong and you know potentially push themselves for a winning record. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, Carr needs to pick it up a little bit. Last two weeks, his combined QPRs twenty six point one. Um, needs a little bit of work, but yeah, I think as I said, I, I've been saying it all year. Raiders fans, you're heading in the right direction. You got something to feel good about.
0: Yeah, speaking about heading in the right direction, Andy Dalton leads the Bengals back from the dead to beat the Seahawks 27-24 in overtime. Bengals look like the real deal. This is a game they would have dropped in the last couple of years. They looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah, It's only the third time in their history they've been 5-0. and The last time it was 1988. They went on to make the Super Bowl. So, you know, this is a team that's going places. This is not the Andy Dalton of the last handful of years you know, I know he talked to me about how you know, haters are going to hate and everyone's going to say you know, oh wait till the playoffs and you know the start of the year and all those good things but I just think they're clicking you know, they're firing on all cylinders and that Seahawks team don't let that record fool you they are a good team
0: yeah they, they really are I think they're great and I heard a question on ESPN this week is Dalton the new Tony Romo Ooh. No respect. No one really respects him because of playoff losses. Yep. However, without him, I don't think they would have been as successful the last few seasons, n- including this one. Is he starting to creep his way up into that Tony Romo scale where half the half the people in the world are going to hate his guts and think he can't win in the playoffs, and the rest will think he's actually a pretty good play and he needs some respect? What, what's, what's your thoughts on it?
1: He should get more respect. I mean, look, I'm always going to go into battle for him because he's a frog, but the the numbers he's been putting up and the consistency he's done, I mean, quite frankly, especially if you're a Bengals fan, who else would you want? You look at all the crappy quarterbacks they've had before him. And, you know, you just you know, run, run your finger to the bottom of any of the standings and there's no teams at the bottom with a better quarterback than he is. Yeah, you know, so why would you ever want to make a change? Yeah. And People are complaining about his contract. That is such a team-friendly contract.
0: It's a great contract for um, him. He's earning his dollars with, with play, not with just being yeah. there.
1: And, and it's a good contract for them, because yeah. if he performs, they're happy and they pay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I think they're the real deal. They look really great. I can't wait to see them in the playoffs and hope they prove a lot of teams, a lot of people wrong. I, I, I think they're great. They could be the number one seed in, in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, Last game we'll look at Le'Veon Bell scoring a one-yard touchdown as Pittsburgh defeat the Chargers in the dying seconds, twenty-four to twenty. A pretty, pretty crummy game to be honest. I watched this one; wasn't very enjoyable. A lot of poor quarterback play. Michael Vick is still struggling through one deep touchdown pass, but other than that, really struggled. Did you catch this game, or what was your thoughts on it?
1: Um, I caught a lot of it. I'll be honest, I fell asleep during it, when they woke back up. Um, it, it wasn't particularly entertaining. I, I can't hack Michael Vick, to be honest. Um, he's just, he's not entertaining to watch. He's, he's too flashy. It's good, then it's really bad. It's good, then it's really bad. Um, and the fact he's referred to as Mike Vick everywhere is starting to annoy me,
0: too. I don't know why um, that it annoys me too, and I'm not sure why, but it just, it just bothers me. I think he's a really crappy human being, Michael Vick. Right, he's definitely that. We discussed it last week. So, someone who hurts dogs is worse than hurting humans, in my opinion, because they're helpless. Couldn't agree more. It's disgraceful. Um, well, it, it told you
1: all you needed to know. At the end of the game there, Tomlinson's like, I'm not fooling with Vick. I'm not fooling with my kicker. I'm giving the ball to my best player.
0: On a it, wildcat. It was,
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't, oh, well, you know, I, put, I put it all in the hands of the guy who's going to get it done for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he, he did get it done, because he's a great player. It was a really great run by Levian Bell, and he, he won them the game, and that's what they're going to need from him in the, over the next few weeks with Roethlisberger out. Is he the best back in the NFL? <sighs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. No one is as complete as him. He can run, he can catch the ball, he's the best receiving back in the NFL, probably even with, with Matt Forte, but he runs the ball so well, and he is such a good pass blocker, that they can leave, it. he's an every-down back, which there's not many of, so yeah, I, I definitely think he is.
1: Yeah, I Ar- is Ar- he's absolutely fantastic. And Look, he was one of the big reasons why I had them winning that division. Now, if there was a banking on Roethlisberger going down, but he can almost make up for that.
0: Yeah, he can. And the the Wildcat didn't work all day, so I was surprised it got them the touchdown. But it got them the touchdown, and that's all that matters. They win. And we'll move on. We'll move on to a a, a new segment this week. We're going to go and discuss basically all the rookies and see how they've all tracked so far this season. We'll move on to that next.
2: Hi, this is the Chris Tyler, and you're listening to another SE in America podcast.
0: Welcome back as we go into rookie watch for the season. We're going to focus on the offensive side of the ball today. We're going to look at the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Richie, Jameis Winston, you're a Bucks fan. How, how do you think he's been going?
1: Look, as we've been saying all year, I think okay. My concern is, Seven touchdowns to seven interceptions. You know, I just think that it's just way too high. Um, 11 sacks, obviously they're not all his fault. Um, and he's got a, a quarterback rating of 77 and change. Um, look, he's going all right. He's got some good offensive pieces, but he's got a terrible O-line.
0: Yeah, and that shows by the 11 sacks. And if if you look at the other the other rookie quarterback starting in the league at the moment, Marcus Mariota, who's also been sacked 14 times. The thing you have in common with this with these two teams are their o-lines aren't very good, so it's something they'll have to build on. I think they both have been really really good. You've got Mariota's thrown eight touchdowns to three picks. He has a 99.7 quarterback rating, which people don't realize that's really good. So he's been pretty efficient, whereas Winston's looked hot and cold.
1: Yeah, what's getting it done for Mariota is his completion percentage. It's sixty-four. It's almost sixty-five percent. That's so high Yeah, that yeah. is really, really high.
0: That's very, that's very good. Like, in, in, put that in perspective. Michael Vick has never had a completion percentage of over sixty, and he's a guy who's been around for a long time. So that just shows how well he's going at the moment. He's well above the NFL average in a lot of areas. Look, I think they've both been pretty good so far, and I look to you know we, we can look to see them keep improving. The wins will come. I think the Tennessee are a better team. They've dropped a couple of close games. Overall, I think both, both organizations would be pretty happy with their picks up up to date. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to running backs where uh, the guy we all want to talk about, Todd Gurley, he's played three games this season, 314 yards, hasn't had a touchdown yet, but the real kicker is in three games he has five runs of over 20, including two of them for over 40 yards. That's huge for a young for a young running back. He looks absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, the biggest thing is the touches he's getting. He's had 55 carries in those 3 games. Yeah. And they will feed him. He's he, he he I don't like making big calls, but he reminds me of young Adrian Peterson the way he runs in the open field. He's so his strides are so long, but no one catches him, and then when someone's in his way, he can either run through them or just cut around them. He looks outstanding. He looks like to be a great pick, and you couldn't even yeah, tell he'd it. been injured.
1: Yeah, it's an impressive three game stretch. I mean, he's going at five point seven a clip, goes over a hundred yards each game as an average. It's an impressive stat line. But One of the interesting ones, I'm talking about touches is TJ Yeldon out of um, Alabama. Yeah, has had eighty one carries so far, um, so far this year, and he's. You know, he's going behind a pretty ordinary O-line. He's going at 3.6 yards a clip at the moment.
0: Yeah, he, he looks really solid. I think he's big, and he is playing behind a, a very crummy O-line, but he's also had around 200 receiving yards as well. So he's doing a really good job for them. I, yeah, I, I really like him too. I think he's been a great pick. The other guys to have a look at, Melvin Gordon, has 228 yards on 56 carries for 4.1 average. He's been pretty solid. Um, Carlos Williams has had 226 yards. He's averaging 5.4 a carry. Also has the three touchdowns, along with Matt Jones from Washington, who's got the three touchdowns and 220 yards. So some pretty good young running backs in in the league this year.
1: Yeah, and I think um, Thomas Rawls in, in Seattle is a bit of the surprise packet that a lot of people might not have thought about yet. He's had plenty of touches with 58. And he's gone for over 300 yards so far.
0: Yeah, he looks really good. He he did have a 68 yard touchdown on the weekend in the last game, which really helped him. But he he looks great as well, running behind, again, a pretty crummy offensive line. Most of these teams are behind, these players are behind pretty crummy O-lines. So to see them playing so well, but in my opinion, Todd Gurley, the fact that he's had a knee injury, he just looks outstanding. I'm so impressed with him.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how much people watched him in college. Um, He's looking like he's delivering on every bit of promise he had coming out.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that, that continues for St. Louis. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Not a great season for a lot of rookies, except for one. Amari Cooper show. Amari Cooper, 386 yards, 28 receptions, two touchdowns. He's had two, two, six catches for over 20, two for over 40, 14 first downs. He he just looks great. I, I reckon he is the real deal. you are talking about guys who are every bit of what what they promised. He looks to be that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned those two over forty. They were both sixty-eight yarders. I mean, <laughs> that's a big, big number. Um, I think he's he's looking every bit as people expected. You now I know you and I, you know, swooned over in the preseason. I think he's I think he's awesome.
0: Yeah, he he looks great. The only other player really looking okay at the moment, Tyler Lockett's been okay for Seattle. He's been more of a special teams ace, had a couple of return touchdowns. Jamison Crowder a bit of a surprise from Washington's got 23 receptions, 204 yards, not a deep threat. He doesn't have many long plays, but 13 first downs is promising. He's a bit of a third down guy, which is good.
1: Yeah, and a couple of disappointments, you know, Indy went up and got Phil Dorsett. You know, I know it's early, but he's only had the eight catches. And Nelson Aguilar in at Philly, in that Philly offense, he's only had the eight receptions. That's got to be disappointing um, output from both of those guys so far.
0: Yeah, and he's Nelson Aguilar also has a lost fumble, so it hasn't been great at all. Which is it, it's a real shame, but that's the way it is, I guess. Hopefully they'll they'll develop well. Like you look, Sammy Watkins is still had a really good rookie season, and he's struggling a bit. So it it, it can turn around, but by far. The leader of the pack right now is Amari Cooper and he just looks he looks like a young Calvin Johnson, looks outstanding.
1: Yeah, and as Carr gets more and more in sync with him, I'll just get better and better.
0: Yep, and that that will do us for the rookie talk this week. We'll hit on some defensive players who have been going really well next week. Uh, next we will move on to Yeah, you heard me, a bit of a new segment, so we'll look forward to that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're moving into a new segment. Yeah, you heard me. Basically, one of us will make outrageous statements about how they think the rest of the season's going to go, players are performing, and the other person argues the point. Richard will start us off. What have you got for me first, Rich?
1: There'll be no arguments here, mate. The Cowboys will not win another game this season without Romo and Dez.
0: Not that outrageous a statement, really, but I think they will purely because of the Kraken, Greg Hardy, Rolando McLean, Sean Lee on defense. I think they'll squeeze out one of these close games against a crummy team. It could happen. You know, I don't think they'll beat the Giants next week. That'll be pretty tough for them. But they have a couple of crummy teams coming up, so hopefully they can get a win over them. it will be tough though. But as I said a few times, any team loses their top two offensive players, including a quarterback, they're all they're all going to be in trouble. We will go to the second one, and I'll, I'll give you this, Richard. I've been thinking this for a long time. Russell Wilson is overrated. Agreed. Well, that was easy.
1: <laughs> no arguments here. I'll give you a better one. The Bengals. I told you earlier, when they go 5-0, and they go to the Super Bowl. Last one was 1988. This season, Bengals not only
0: go to the Super Bowl, they'll win it. I'm going to put on my best haters-gonna-hate voice here and go, they can't win in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Next I have Julio Jones, will be league MVP. I'll put my hater voice on, as long as he doesn't stay hurt. Or as long as he turns, he, he turns into a quarterback. That's about <laughs> the only players that win it.
1: <laughs> or a running back. Yeah. Maybe they can put him on some reverse passes
0: they got to get something. You have to do something special for wide receiver. Matt Ryan. <laughs> All right, what have you got next? All right,
1: next one. Todd Gurley is going to finish the season
0: as the league leader in rushing yards. Now, he's a, he's a bit behind, but, yeah, it, it's not a it's a bold statement because he is a rookie. I, I don't know who the last person to lead the league as a rookie would have been. Uh, I don't keep, think... Has there ever been one?
1: Him? They keep feeding him like he has been. He'll do
0: it. Well, Captain, We well, missed the first two games, so if he did, it would be almost an Odell Beckham-like performance on the season. Would you Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Perfect analogy. Beautiful. The last one, after his two interceptions on the weekend, I am 100% certain that the 39-year-old Charles Woodson is actually a robot. <laughs>
1: Look, I'd probably agree with you. He's a freak. He's he- older than me. I'm Busted and broken. I sure as hell didn't play in the
0: NFL. He is unbelievable. He's also played three different positions. He's played outside corner, slot corner, and then moved to free safety, and four positions, and strong safety in the NFL. Someone with that much ability, it's unbelievable. He just—he can't be a real human. No, and he would have made a decent earning in his time, too. Yeah, I think he's doing just fine. Did did he win the Heisman or come second? He won, didn't he? Uh, Yeah, he won for Michigan. He won a Heisman, that's right. Look... That'll do us for Yeah, You Heard Me. We'll be mixing that in along with a couple of our other games like Haters Gonna Hate in the next few weeks. But next, we will move on to Chris's betting corner to see how much I'm beating Richie by now. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. And now we throw over to my good mate, Chris Toss
2: Tyler. Hello, everyone. Hello, Richie. Hello, James. Mate, it's going to be my turn to go to the States next, doesn't it? But first, first you, James. Now, Richie. It's got to be my go at some stage in the next couple of months. Or
0: maybe yeah, SN S- will send you. I wouldn't have if thought we so. Let
1: you, if we let you go, mate.
0: The show be falls be apart? Be Is be that be what you're going to say? SEN America falls apart.
2: Oh, this, you this, this are SEN America. Oh, shucks. <laughs> shucks. Hey, let's get into the betting corner because we're kind of running out of a little bit of time here. You guys spoke way too long in the first couple of segments, so you're kind of impacting on my airtime, which I don't appreciate, but that's all right. We'll get that. Uh, I'll speak to you after the show about that. But uh, firstly, before we get into this week's tips, so I want to play what you guys tipped last week, so let's have a listen. <laughs>
0: All right, I've got, as usual, I start with a little bit of a long shot. Um, This one isn't too much of a long shot, though. I have $200 on the Saints to beat the Eagles at $3.13. I have my second bet, $300 on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers, to beat the San Diego Chargers at $2.43. Denver Broncos going to the Oakland Raiders. Broncos are paying
1: $1.47. $1.47. That Raiders' three grand. offense cannot get anything going. Put
0: three on it. Come on, be bold.
1: I'll have 2000 on the Denver Broncos to win at $1.47. Okay,
0: I've got a bit of a big bet here as well. I have Buffalo to beat the Titans at $1.69. Chris, are you ready? Yep. I want $2,000 on the place. Wow. I don't feel super confident about this, but... The
1: Seattle Seahawks go to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think the Seahawks offense is playing well enough, and I think that Bengals D is going to be too good for them. I don't want to take the $1.66 at the money line. I'm actually going to take the Bengals minus 2.5 points at a $1.80, and I'll have 500 on that.
2: So there we go. There's the tips from last week. And surprisingly, or if you take the first few weeks as a, as a bit of a trend, surprisingly, Richie, you kind of went all right, mate, in that one.
1: Man, I'm on the comeback trail. Absolutely. So let's
2: go through these really quickly. So, James, you started off before this week. You had $9,619 in the bank after starting the season with 5000 You missed out on the Saints against the Eagles. So that's 200 bucks down the drain there, but that's all right. Because you got the Steelers against the Chargers just so that was a $429 win and then the 2 grand on buffalo at $1.69. sixty-nine. easy done mate victory 1380 bucks you take this so that's 11228 currently in the bank but richie don't you worry too much mate cuz you you're over 5000 now you started off the week $4873 i don't think you'd been above 5 grand that we gave you at the start but you have officially cracked that your first bet, you had a futures bet, so it was Green Bay going sixteen zero and winning the Super Bowl at hundred to one. So we're not going to count that. Bad. But you had the Broncos at a dollar forty-seven against the Raiders, two grand. That nets you nine hundred and forty bucks. Thank you very much. And the yes, Bengals God. minus two and a half at a dollar eighty. Cha ching, five hundred bucks. So that leaves you six thousand two hundred. And thirteen dollars in your bank account. Thank you very much. Well done, my friend. So there you go. You're Great. back. In, you're back in
0: action. I'm back trail.
2: You are back in action. That's how, that's as easy. That's that's how easy it
0: is. I'm friend. disappointed that I'm not doubling his money anymore. I'm going to have to work hard. Not harder.
2: quite. You're close, but you're not quite there. Yeah. But well, uh, I'll have to see what happens next week because we've still got another round of... Uh, well, we have a whole bunch of rounds It's of- very early in the it's season. It's still very early on, but we'll see how we go this week. And let's start off... We'll start off with you, James. You're in the studio right now, and I'm looking at you right now. So we'll start off with your first bet for this weekend's
0: action, please. I have the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Patriots. Really? It's in Indianapolis. $3.85. I want 200 on it. Nice one.
2: That's that's one of the biggest outsiders that we've had for the season. It's I think a bold well. bet. I, yeah. I think
0: the Patriots are due for a loss, although they're going to have to lose at some point, maybe. So I'm, I'm going to. I always like to start with a bit of a long shot to see how it goes.
2: Well, you said that in the. Did you, if you had to listen back to the thing, I like to start with a long shot. Although this one isn't really much of a long shot, but that's. Well, oh, it was this
0: one. The is. Eagles killed the Saints.
2: All right, Richie, up to you.
1: Uh, James, I'm going to rain on your parade. You could not be more wrong. It was the Colts that dobbed in New England about the Deflate Gate. They hate them. They will absolutely smash them this week. I could take the free money at a dollar nineteen, but I won't. I'll take New England minus the seven and a half points at a dollar ninety nine. I'm very confident. I have a thousand dollars on it. They're going to kill them as revenge for gate.
0: That is a huge game to watch now. That may start to shape things a little bit more. So they have They're to win tasty. by more than seven and a half. That's what you're saying, Richard. Yep.
1: Yes, they need to Now you're getting the hang of how I'm learning. You're a fool. We're teaching
0: you how to bet. You're a fool, Garraway. My next <laughs> Mate,
1: bet. England oh. has covered every game. They are flying. Okay.
0: You'll eat your words. You'll you'll, <laughs> you'll know. Second bet, please, James. Giants to beat the Eagles at $2.77. I will have $300 on that, please.
2: 300 Not bad, not bad. All right, that'll do. Giants over... I just couldn't
0: avoid those odds. They just seem too good for a close matchup. $2.77. Yeah.
1: Good call. Mm. Richie. Up to you. Now, I like the Browns against Denver this week, plus the four point. Are oh, you I know would. No, Denver's D's been good, but then just not scoring. I reckon the Brownies have been up and about a little bit. and They might just get over the top of Denver, who are five and zero. Oh. That loss is due. But I'll take the Browns plus four and a half at a dollar ninety four. I'll have five hundred on that.
0: So, what you're, so you're saying Denver can still win by three points, and you'll be safe.
2: Correct. Mm, beautiful. You're loving the line, aren't you, Richard? He loves the line. Loving the line. All over it. James didn't even
0: know what it meant until five minutes ago. I don't. I still don't really know. You're getting
2: the hang of it. <laughs> I'm though. starting to get last there. week.
0: Now, I've got for my last bet of the night. I have Miami to beat the Tennessee Titans at two dollars fourteen. I'll have two hundred dollars on that, please. I think Miami coming out of the break fired their coach. They're going to come out with some fire in their belly to prove something, and I think they'll get the win over the Titans.
2: And Richie, final bet for you, please.
1: I've got Washington, who just lost last week against the New York Jets. Washington a plus six. That's a lot of points. It's basically a free touchdown. So I'll take that. Washington plus the six points at a dollar and I'll have five hundred on that as well.
2: Nice one. I like how your I like your 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 plan of attack, Richie. I think it's good. Unless unless you lose them all, then it's probably not. Do so. Thank you for having me in again, guys. I really appreciate that. But we should probably move on now because we don't have a whole lot of time left. But... Can you
0: get back behind the glass, please, so we can move on to our games for next week? All right. See you guys. I gotta go back. Bye. <laughs> Chris is gone. We will move on to some games to look at next week. This is Tom Hornsey, and you're listening to the Sen NFL Podcast. We are back, and we are looking at next week's games. We're gonna we're gonna quickly just go through these. First one, Bengals at the Bills. The Bills will have manual. I think the Bengals are going to smash him. What's your thoughts, Rich?
1: Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to smash him as well. No quarterback play to speak of here. And the Bills defense isn't really what we expected. You know, it's middle of the pack at 16th in the league. Um and I think without a competent quarterback, I think they're in a world of trouble.
0: Yeah, me too. I think that'll be all over. Bronco, next game is Broncos at the Browns. You said you think the Browns can do it. I don't. I don't think the Browns... Although, God, McCown's playing well. He, he might be making us eat our words.
1: Yeah, they just... They're a little up and about, you know? I think, I think it's something a little bit about them. Look, the defense is awful. It's terrible. Um, But the Broncos' offense is terrible. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, it could be really close.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then we have the Dolphins back from a bye where they fired their coach at the Titans. Titans have struggled the last couple of weeks. Can the Dolphins come back and just blow them out of the water and, and have a good start with their new coach, Dan Campbell? Look,
1: short answer is maybe, but they're the 28th-ranked offense and there's a the 29th-ranked defense. The Titans' defense has been actually really good this year. It's third in the league. Um, like, I know you've got a bit of money riding on it, mate, but... I I think the Titans are going to win.
0: Look, I I'm this is a real close game for me. It's this is going to decide, this game will decide what the Dolphins' mindset is for the rest of this season. If they come out and and just don't care and blow this game, then I think it'll be a really long season for them. If they come out and and have a good win, it could push them in the right direction for the rest of the season. Next game we have Panthers at the Seahawks. It's Panthers are 4 and 0. Seahawks had a tough loss to the Bengals last week. They really need this win. I don't think the Panthers are, are that good a football team. They've beaten some, some crummy teams, and I think the Seahawks will take care of them. What's your thoughts, Rich?
1: Yeah, uh, Panthers are complete posers, and they're about to get found out this week. Um, Seahawks have, be- have played them each of the last three years um, in you know, 2015, 14, and 13. Seahawks have won every time. They're going to win again. I think look, the Seahawks' record looks bad, but they were 3-3 three and three last year. I reckon they're going to get to 3-3 three and three again and put the season together. As I said, I think the Panthers are poses. You know, They've got a pretty ordinary offense. There's no weapons there. It's all Cam Newton, um, and that just will not be enough against this Seahawks defense.
0: And can we put into perspective, the Seahawks have lost to the Rams in the opening game of the season, which is a division rival. They always play tough, and they should have won that game. And they've lost to Green Bay in Green Bay just, and Cincinnati in Cincinnati just, who are both undefeated. They haven't lost to any bad teams. No. So, yeah, I I, I 100% agree. I think the Panthers are going to be completely found out, and I can't wait to watch all the Panthers fans uh, realize it. Next game, we have Patriots at the Colts. This is a big game because of the deflate gate incident. The Patriots are going to want to kill them. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, as I said in the betting corner, i got my money on it. The Patriots are going to want to score 50.
0: Yeah, and I... am going to
1: absolutely want to light them up. This, their defense, that's been sneaky good this year. Yep. You know, it's around the middle of the pack. Um, the Colts, they've been bad on offense, they've been bad on defense. Um, and especially if luck's still out. Yeah, they don't stand a chance. They're going to get smashed.
0: Yeah, I agree. Look, the last game we have Giants at Eagles, huge game in for, for the division. I think the team that wins this game could really get themselves going on a run. Who do you think is going to win it? Um, like it's really hard to pick. It should be a
1: really good Monday night game because um, the Eagles are up and about a bit. You know, the Giants got the win late. Um, a division game, they play each other so often, they know each other so well. Um, I think, you know, maybe because it's at Eagles, they can just hold out. I mean, I'll be watching this one in the airport right before I come home. Um, I think I think the Eagles may be just.
0: Yeah, my my head says the Eagles, but God, my heart is telling me the Giants because I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. So go big blue. On my bye week, I'll be wearing Giants outfits for, to see them beat them. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Richard, for joining us all the way from Louisiana. What's quickly, what's, what's the plans for the rest of your trip? What games are you going to?
1: Uh, I've got Saints and the Falcons on Thursday night. Uh, on Friday night, I'm watching the Houston Cougars go to the Tulane Wave. They're a nice little boutique stadium there in New Orleans. Should be good fun. Got great seats for it. And then on the Saturday night, the game I'm looking forward to the most on my whole trip is the undefeated Florida Gators are going to the undefeated LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge. It's a night game. I've never been there before. I cannot wait. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere there at LSU. So that'll be the last game of my trip. I cannot wait to see it.
0: Well, I'm very jealous. That sounds very exciting. Enjoy the rest of your trip, mate. And you'll be back in the studio for the next for the next podcast and you'll be you'll be hosting to stop me sounding like an idiot. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, mate. <laughs> okay, to everyone else, thanks for downloading the SCN NFL podcast. You can follow me, James Arthur, on Twitter at Jartha6594. And you can follow Richard at Richard03. Until next week, for Richard Garraway and for our beautiful producer Chris Tyler behind the glass. I am James Arthur. Thanks for listening.
1: For more SEN America podcasts, head to au To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America
2: on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at slash SEN America.